1: Glenn Speck. the Blaze Radio Network. Evan McMullen, uh, who is joining us now. Hello, Evan. How are you? Hi, Glenn. Great. Great to be with you. How are you doing? Uh, very good. Let's uh, uh, let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, uh, Tom Ten Credo came out um, this this last week, uh, last weekend, and basically uh, used every tactic that is usually saved for the Jews uh, on the Mormons. Um, are you aware of this oh uh, i 've seen some 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 rhetoric out there
2: yes i wasn 't aware of his commentary, but i i 've seen some other news outlets uh, you know, which I will not name uh, with some some rhetoric like that yeah, yet. so
1: basically they 're saying um, because the Mormon Church um, is not, uh, does not have the position of rejecting uh, Muslim uh, immigration or uh, uh, does not support sending uh, people uh, back to Mexico or South America, that, and because they, and, and, and it's really quite amazing, um, they it basically make it look like there are secret, um, secret uh, councils in the Mormon Church, and that the Mormon Church is spending a lot of money to uh, manipulate the system, and then also... Uh, Because everybody is just in lockstep and they and they um, uh, follow the orders of their masters. I mean, it sounds exactly like the anti-Semitic stuff uh, from uh, from Germany. Right. Um, They're saying that that's why you you could actually take off because the Mormons, you know they're they're conducting uh all kinds of secret stuff in the mountain <laughs> yeah. west if oh, only well. Well, if only it... there was that kind of power
2: <laughs> yeah yeah you know i i think obviously it's ridiculous uh you know i i think look this is this is the sort of environment that i believe donald trump is creating in our country one in which mm-hmm. we go after different religions and accuse them of uh the same types of things the jews were accused of in Germany and Europe uh, during World War II. Uh, you know, this is not what this country is about. It, it's not what this is about. And as far as Mormons are concerned, and I don't pretend to speak for all Mormons, but look, it's not that complicated. In terms of Donald Trump, people are offended by his lack of decency. They they are concerned that he doesn't understand religious liberty when he attacks Muslims and, and others and Mormons and, and his uh, his Uh, spokespeople and representatives do the same. So, you know, these are the things that offend not only Mormons, I'd say, but many millions of Americans.
0: And just one more point on on that, and immigration with Mormons, is that many of them have served missions in in Central and South America, uh, Mexico. And are
1: extremely sensitive to the people who live there, and love the people. That but there, live there are also a lot of people. But they are also the- rule of law people. Yeah, there are also people who love the people of uh, Central and South America and Mexico, who also stand for the rule of law and don't necessarily um, aren't celebrating the church's stance on right. uh, on illegal immigration. So uh, it's a thinking group of people. Who would have thought? But anyway.
2: Oh well, I, I certainly would say so. Look, it's. It's, I can I can say from personal experience, it is not easy to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. It requires a a lot of uh, a lot of thought and conviction to do it. So the, the idea that people are sort of blindly going on with any going going along with any church direction on politics, which is an area that the church doesn't involve itself, but on rare occasions,
1: uh, is just a, a farce. Okay, so Evan, um, we have everybody playing to the left or to the uh, center left. Mm -hmm. And it it really seems like nobody really cares about those real, true, constitutional um, conservatives. I agree. Tell me how you tell me your policies that appeal to the constitutional conservative.
2: Well, a couple of things. First of all, when it comes to the courts, I genuinely believe and have always believed that we need originalists on the court. And this isn't a campaign promise that I made in order to appease Republicans like Donald Trump. This is something that I believe firmly. The Constitution, I believe, is an inspired document, and we need our, our Supreme Court judges to, to, to take an originalist perspective on it. This, the, there are two other things that I think are very important to us now. Number one is the article is Article One. Right now, the executive branch has taken over uh, the powers that are explicitly given only to the Congress, only to the people's representatives in Congress to make laws. That those powers need to be shifted back to the executive, or sorry, back to the legislative branch, where the people's representatives are accountable for the laws they make. Right now, we've got bureaucrats in Washington D.C. writing all these major laws that get in the way of economic freedom and just liberty in general. With and the American people have very little recourse. That has to
1: change. Can I ask you how are you going to change that? I mean, if you've seen the building in Washington D.C. There is one place in America where the home values never suffered, where the economy has always been booming uh, through the last uh, you know, 10, 12 years. How are you going to um, slash the bureaucracy that is now the federal government? How, are you, how is any president going to get that done?
2: Well, the, one of the things I think we need to do is, again, return legislative power to the, to the legislative branch. There's a, a great bill called the RAINS Act, which I think is a good start. The other thing is that we've got to reform entitlements. We need to make sure that entire entitlements meet the, the commitments that we've made to our seniors. And My parents are headed into retirement now, so if, hey, I'm sensitive, especially sensitive to this. But on a long-term basis, we've got to reform those entitlements so that we decrease federal government spending uh we've also i think need to we need to decrease the size and and power of of particular uh departments in the executive branch many of them and return that power to the states. We need to decrease. If we decrease spending at the federal level, you decrease the power of the federal government. Let the states assume that power, where it's more accountable to the people. Which, going back to the original question about the Constitution, uh, you know, the, the 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 Tenth Amendment is something that we've we've we are not honoring. And as a result of that, the power, there's too much power in Washington located too far away from the American people, where it's unaccountable to the American people, and that's got to change. It needs to be back to the states.
0: Uh, Evan, if we could circle back for just a second uh, yeah. to what we started talking about in the first place immigration. Yeah. I, I, I've got sort of an issue with what I've heard you say a few times, and that's that we can't deport 11 million people or, or whatever it is. Yeah. And to me, that's such a cop-out from, and it mostly comes from the left. I, nobody has to deport 11 million people. Why is it such a difficult position to take to say, I will secure the border, especially for a conservative, I will secure the border. I will enforce existing law. And then self-deportation will happen because there's no incentive to be here. If we enforce existing U.S. law while the border is secure, this problem will, over time pretty much
1: take care of itself if right? you if you go after the corporations that are hiring people against the law it how, will how is that not a winning position
2: well i look i think there's some validity to what you're saying and i first thing i say is that we absolutely have to secure the border and we need to enforce our laws in some cases You're talking about families, you're talking about a parent who came here illegally, which I don't, I think is, you know, regrettable. I'm not, you know, it's
0: not something that... Right, but personal responsibility. It is regrettable, but there's personal responsibility, and separating families doesn't have to take place. Families can stay together if, if they're deported or if they go back home. Families can't, you know, when Americans break the law, families are separated because people go to jail. Why is it different for immigrants?
2: Well, immigrants. look, I, I think it's, it's more com- – I think it's complicated. I think if, you, if you've got someone who came really here legally and had a family and those – the children really because, you know, if you're born in the United States, you become an American. They're Americans. They're not well, we nationals of too, other though. countries. So it, it's not just so easy for them to
0: –
1: Right, but I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, up to I, them uh, then. I mean, it's we have, up to them and their, their parents. Yeah, hang on just a second. I have friends who are Canadians, mm. uh, and their kids were born here in America, so they're dual citizens uh and if the parents broke the law and needed to get out the family would stay together and they'd all move back to Canada what what's the well, difference well canada
2: is a canada is a special case where it's easier to 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 go back and forth uh, under a variety of forms uh between the united states and canada that's one thing but we i mean we have people from all over the world here and uh, the immigration laws aren't going to be as permissive to what you're describing so in many cases, you really are talking about, and look, it's a terrible situation for us to be in, and I think that's that's the bigger point, is that we haven't secured our border, we haven't been enforcing our laws, and now we're in this terrible position where we're, you know, arguing over, you know, or debating about what to do with these families that are of mixed nationality, and none of us, none of us want to, I think we are agreeing on this, none of us want to break these families up, but at the same time, we want accountability under the law. So, you know, we agree at least on that, but, but I would say let's focus on not allowing this ever to happen again, and let's do that by securing our border. We're, anybody who says we need to secure the border is absolutely right for so many reasons, national security, rule of law, all of these things. Let's enforce our, bo- our laws. Yes, you're right, if we, as we enforce our laws, that will cause some people to leave. But in some cases, people will find themselves in what they believe are impossible positions in which they need or want to stay with their families, their immediate families. And due to the laws of the countries they came from and the nationality of their children, which will be American, they're in dual. a very tough spot. And, I, you dual. know, it's, it's, it's not something that I would wish upon this country, and it's uncomfortable for me okay. because I'm a so rule let's... of law type of guy. But you know I, I do not want to break up families okay
0: Evan, would you consider yourself because there was a the updated sort of position that was de- described by the Trump campaign uh, in a meeting with Hispanic leaders this weekend. Uh, the quote came out of there that um, uh, Tr- Trump would uh, will announce in coming days a plan to grant legal status that wouldn't be citizenship but would, would allow them to be here without fear of deportation end oh quote. My gosh. So that is wow. the updated Trump uh, position as he's, I guess, moving towards the general election. Um, uh, is that your position? Is that, would you say that that's close to your position? Uh, well,
2: well, first of all, I would say that, look, does Donald Trump have any credibility left? I mean, earlier in the campaign, no. he was saying we're going to deport 11 million people. And now he's saying he's going to provide, you know, I I, I haven't right. seen his plan, but, you know, everybody a legal path to citizenship or whatever he's saying you know, I mean, where's where's the credibility? I mean, the guy will just say whatever he needs to say. He, he doesn't understand policy, doesn't understand the impact of the things he says, I, I think, or maybe does, I don't know. But, I mean, he just has no credibility whatsoever. So I, could... I do believe, and going back to our early, earlier discussion, people who are otherwise law-abiding citizens, and, and we could uh, you know get in, more into the details, but especially in terms of, if we're talking about families, i do believe that if they're otherwise law-abiding citizens and they want to stay and their departure would divide families that mm. that we should put them on a path to a legal okay. presence here where they right. can start paying income tax and doing all the things that the people who are here should do
1: i got to move on one more question because i've got only about two minutes to answer this yeah. uh, huma abedin um, it was discovered this weekend what a surprise She was working at a radical Muslim journal. Um, This is Muslim Brotherhood territory from Saudi Arabia. Her mother, her family is involved with the Muslim Brotherhood, has been for years. Nobody has paid attention to this. Can you tell me what you know about the Muslim Brotherhood and if we have a problem with infiltration in the government?
2: Well, I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll do the research. I don't know what Kuma was involved in. I certainly would like to know. But
1: yeah, but you know but you know about the Muslim
2: Brotherhood. I certainly do. Look, I certainly do. Look, the, the Muslim Brotherhood is a broad organization that in some places is extreme, and in other countries it's moderate pro-democracy. It's just very broad across North Africa and the Middle East. Uh, but I, I will say that in certain places it's more extreme, and it, it can be a precursor to terrorist organizations. But we need to be careful to understand that that is not always the case. There are, and I don't know. I have can't comment the... on where what Huma was doing because right. I just don't know. But you know, you have, for example, in Tunisia, pro-democracy elements of the the Muslim Brotherhood. So it's a, it's a diverse loose organization, but I'm opposed to Islamist extremism everywhere, wherever it is, but let's be careful to <laughs> label it correctly where it exists.
1: Okay. Um, I've got to run. Thank you very much. Uh, Evan, if there's a, if people hear, like what they hear, how can they get involved?
2: Please go to evanmcmullen.com uh, and, and volunteer. We've had so many people volunteer over the past couple of weeks. Uh, please join them. You can donate there. Everything helps. Uh, please get involved. We welcome everyone's support. Evan dot com. Glenn
0: Beck. The Blaze Radio
1: Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. OK, it's. I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at real estate agents I